Hey, 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 my babies. It's episode 76, and you know that means that Dr. J would be proud of all the slamming and jamming we have been doing on this here radio show. As always, I'm dunking on fools all day here at 694.2 PTPP. I'm grinding up fools in the post, doing a dipsy doo dunkaroo on their heads. I'm the hoop god that you never knew. I'm the. Hello, one. Hello, all. Hello, y'all. It's your best friend with a trash eating problem, Wolf the Dog. It is December 6th, and the time is 3 o'clock, y'all. Mm, sounds like it's about garbage been o'clock for your old wolfy boy. Now, speaking of trash, earlier I took my dog, Wolf the dog, to go find him something to fill his big old belly up with. But upon venturing outside, the sky suddenly darkened all around us for a little bit. Y'all ever seen an eclipse? It was like that, but, uh, different? It was real spooky, y'all. Wolf nearly shit his big-ass britches. Which wolf did that? I'll let y'all figure that one out. When I came back down to the studio, I found a note attached with a thumb tacked to the inside of my door. It is emblazoned with a solid green triangle and says, For Wolf at the top. I guess it's this week's Howlin' with Wolf. It comes from user Chucklin' Boy over on the subreddit. He's an Android user, but logged into iTunes on his computer to leave a review. This boy sure knows how to make old Wolfie blush. And make sure y'all go and also leave us a good review. Chucklin' Boy writes, The cowboy years introduced a turn of phrase for dealing with a shitstorm. We called it a night at the opera. You boys have taken care of a few off screen, but damned if your debut isn't like the Mets' own debut, Faust. Something fitting isn't that. And remember, the mission is over when the world ends. For all of you out there listening, be sure to stop by the subreddit. We are starting to see more discussion around the greater Delta Green Cannon, as well as game running tips and general show stuff and whatnot. And while I'm telling y'all to stop by things, check out our Discord and Twitch. You can find a link to the Discord on our subreddit and some other places, I think. And on that Twitch, you can see some guy there every now and then who sounds like me, but with a higher pitched voice voice suspicious to keep tabs on these suspicious happenings with those suspicious pretending pod people go to twitch.tv slash pretending pod streams wolf bless you chuckling boy i don't care who you are where you're from what you did as long as you tag us on Instagram or Twitter at Pretending Pod, or write a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or if you're a patron over on patreon.com slash pretendingpod, go check out the poll and vote on what the boys will be playing next, live streaming in the Denison on Wednesday, April 29th at 6 p.m. Central Time. Hurry over and vote as the poll will close Sunday evening so Zach can have some prep time. And I have a note here from my producer for all you patrons from Splashylvania.
Pennsylvania Fast Pass holders to Clinker's Daycare alumni and everyone in between. Dearly beloved, thank you for your patience. It has been noted and appreciated. We will be catching up soon. Bless each and every one of you. Whatever. Fuck whoever this guy is. Now fuck a whole lot of people, but especially Jeff Bezos. It's time for the news. A tall, gaunt, humanoid figure. Where an older version of himself just stood. None of that made a lick of sense to me, but that doesn't mean I'm not hungry. Filling me up, as always, is Kudzu with no backbone. We're back, baby. This isn't a Q&A. Back, baby. You're not playing animals. We real people, nah. <laughs> kind of. We're pretending to be people. Ah. <laughs> 76 but episodes. The, the good people. Oh, yeah. You guys are... <laughs> the people people like. You guys are great people. <laughs> <laughs> so I did tell you last time that we played that the next time that we played, uh, you would be back as who you are so i want you to get into the consciousness of your characters john lee pettymore clark bishop keith vigna remember what it feels like inside the skin of these trash people oi oi it's me clark (laughs) and it's me paul i'm i'm back baby (laughs) paul lee pettymore if that part makes the podcast, I quit. <laughs> you are now John Lee Pettymore, Keith Vigna, and Clark Bishop. John John Lee Kevin Moore. Is that what you view yourself as? I feel like it's the best portmanteau to, to describe. <laughs> portmanteau. portmanteau. You put two words <laughs> together. <laughs> it just makes sense. It's the best portmanteau. Uh, <laughs> To describe his current situation, yeah. Also, since he's made of since he's made of metal and is basically a RoboCop, will you beef up my stats? Can I get cool stats? Uh, well, you cool stats, please. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fine. Give yourself a plus ten to strength and constitution, and a negative ten to dexterity. And Keith Vigna, do the nice. same. Plus 10 to the base, right? So that it increases by 50. <laughs> 20 strength, 20 constitution, 3 dexterity. <laughs> Thomas, when you see your character in a dream in the mirror, wh- what version is it? What does he look like? Uh, John. OG? The fourth. Correct. Canonically the OG, yes. From... <laughs> Not like the from the first episode of pretending to be people in New Hope. <laughs> so that is the version that you all see when you see yourselves existing in an infinite darkness, and you feel eyes on you, all over you, out of your own bodies, floating in this vast nothingness. You see Keith Vigna open a door, and Tildy B. Mitchell is there on the other side, curled up in the fetal position. 
and her body begins deteriorating hastily like she has leprosy but in time lapse. However, she grows larger and larger with each passing moment. Clark Bishop is seen handing an old piece of parchment to a young boy with a balloon-shaped head and eyes so dark that the irises look black and immediately the boy's feet catch fire and the fire grows and grows to consume the young black-eyed boy and you hear three voices cry out in pain. John Lee Pettymore is crouched down, crouched down. He's crouched down, staring at a television that is a blank white screen. He reaches out and touches the screen like Vanna White, but instead of a letter popping up, Clark Bishop's parents, Eunice and Jerry, the size of action figures, jump out of the television screen and run up John Lee Pettymore the Fourth's arm, climbing his shoulder and flinging themselves into John's ah. head. It uh, looks no. like the bishops are going to disappear right into Pettymore's brain, but they both get stuck halfway in, their legs writhing about and flailing in this never-ending dreamscape. Oily, viscous sludge begins dripping and then spraying out of John Lee Pettymore the Force's head, where the bishops have lodged themselves, and the ooze begins collecting on a ground below now made of light and the ooze drips, 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 and then pours until a laminar flow connects the head of John Lee Pettymore IV to a pool of this inky substance that begins shaping itself into a large saucer. But as the pool grows, the walls begin rising outward, creating an imposingly colossal bowl, and our view must back up leagues as this shape continues to form a mirror of what is now below the minuscule body of John Lee Pettymore in the far distance continues to fill this thing's final form an incomprehensibly massive sphere and it continues to grow and grow and grow and then the three of you wake up you feel like you're in shock your stomach feels weirdly full and your ears are ringing and you feel content, but it's dark and it's cold and it smells, it smells like almost sweet, like, like there's meat maybe. Your eyes begin to adjust and there's a pool of blood on the floor. Next to it is a coffin on the ground in this mausoleum. And you look at each other blood splatter speckled all over each one of you. John Lee, Kevin Moore, in all-black tactical gear, Keith Vigna in his brightly colored polo and boat shoes, Clark Bishop in an old contention PD uniform, currently holding a thick black cloak. And the shock begins to wear off, and you feel the searing pain you felt before on your chest, on your back, on the bottom of your left foot, and inside your dominant palm. And this time, when you guys look around, at each other and check each other's skin. Not only is the word Marvin crossed out, but the word Maggie on each of your left feet is also crossed out. Hello again, boys. <sighs> Are we? Is this? We're 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 back. We're back. This is this is where we woke Looks up last like time. We made it uh, again. How many times is this now? 
this would be the Jesus. third time. How many correct? times are we going to do this? This is the third time that we've woken up in here, but this is the second time after we've died, right? Uh, where was Maggie written on our bodies? Our feet. I take my shoe off because my foot is super itchy, and I start scratching it and then realize that it's X'd out. The only two names left are Drew and Tildy. What do you guys think we did that made the Maggie get crossed off? I mean, the last thing I remember is... Is, uh... Just piles of cash at the university. <laughs> <laughs> what does Clark remember of, like, the feeling that he had before he did what he did? Like, does he... How does that feel to him, thinking about that? Oh, not good. Not good at all. Uh, because, basically, you were under compulsion. And you had no control over your body that you now have control over. But that has to make you wonder... How long do you have control over your body and how easy was it for it to be taken over? However, you guys are all back up to full hit points. (laughs) (laughs) And your luck will start where it was last time, except for we discussed luck that was awarded that was not used. Which is plus five for me and plus 10 for Joe. I believe so, yeah. So I think I have 35. Does that sound right? It does. Have we ever canonically described... um, John Lee, Kevin Moore's uh, appearance. I mean, not a whole lot. I think you have full reigns in episode 76 here to uh, tell us what he looks like going into this arc. <laughs> Sam Elliott and Roadhouse. Oh, that's it. That's I thought you were going <laughs> to... <laughs> Hell yeah. What a man. Oh, yeah. Taylor and I watched Roadhouse like a month ago. I still have never Neither seen Neither one of us had ever seen it. I also watched it for the first time like last fall. It's wild. <laughs> Was it good? It's really fucking good. It's a watch. It is extremely entertaining. It's so absurd. I've only ever seen bits and pieces. I don't think I've ever sat and watched the whole thing through. An insanely like psychotic mob boss for no reason tries to take over this small Missouri town. Oh, it's in Missouri. Patrick, Sw- yep. Patrick Swayze, uh, who is like, a world famous bouncer it's, it's, right? within the world. He's like the John Wick of bouncers. People like know who he is everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so he he gets a job like at a bar in the town to clean it up, and he moves into um, this loft above. Is he above the mechanic shop or on like a farm or something? Anyway, for whatever reason, he rents this loft that ends up being directly across this like. Small river from the the villain's mansion, and the villain's just out there like watching him while he does fucking tai chi in the yard and shit. There's a lot of shots of him doing tai chi in the yard. It's great. What about our sanity? So your sanity is going to start wherever it was when you woke up last time, which is where it was when you went into the mausoleum the first time. I was afraid you were going to say that. <laughs> what are you at? I'm at 19 with a breaking point of 18. I'm always like destined to snap yeah. every time we wake up in here. <laughs> so I'm going to give you 2d20 unnatural for what you learned in the last go around about the unnatural. Dope, dope, dope. So roll them up. Luke, what'd you get? A 15 and a 7. Ooh, 22. On top of what did you have before? 28. So I'm at 50. Well, that's a lot maybe yeah all right oh i've done what i did so here we are uh 
I mean, I can re-roll if you <laughs> no, want. No, I like it. it. No, I like it. it wouldn't work. I, when I, I said things, and now they're they're happening. Joe, what do we get? I got a 13 and a 6. That gives me 19. Added on to a 30 makes it 49. All right. Right there with you, bud. Oh, and it Thomas is. took his webcam off to show us uh, his roll because A 17 it looks and good. an 11? Is that an 11? Making up for last time. Yeah. It's a 77. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> 17 and 11. So 28 on top of what did you have last time? 16? 16. So coming in hot with 44. Well done. So a reminder. We're all very unnatural now. A reminder, uh, you can use that skill at any time, but if you fail on the roll, you're going to take a 1d6 sanity check. Uh, not a check, a hit. <laughs> but you still get good stuff even from a fail. That is true. That is true. That's my favorite mechanic of the unnatural. <laughs> okay, I want to peek out of the mausoleum. Do I see that old lady still? No. When you peek out, you do not see the old lady there. But hmm. jumping back into the character sheet and the mechanics for one quick second, basically in Delta Green, and rules is written, when you go on a mission and you finish the mission, there are these like qualifiers that basically say like you gain this much sanity if you complete this task. And so I'm going to give you guys a D10 of sanity. Holy shit. For killing Marvin Glass. Hell yeah. The knowledge that that entity is no longer is worth 10 sanity. I, I got a fucking a six. one. <laughs> you got one? <laughs> I rolled a fucking one. I need the oh. sanity so bad. Thomas oh. just hold the webcam bitch. and rolled a 10. Wowzers. Live. Yeah, I got a 60. So right in the mid there. So we're getting this for having killed Marvin Glass. Are we... Is there nothing for the last arc? <laughs> so that was just his first. You gift. lose whatever you just rolled. Yeah, right. The last one. Well, we killed. We killed. Um, well, no, he killed himself, didn't he? Bruce Robin. Like that was our what, uh, ostensibly our mission. Our actions caused him to die, so that should be worth. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys could argue that, like, why would killing Bruce Robin, like, why would that help you mentally? Oh uh, yeah. You're, yeah, because you gave you gave us this because killing Marvin felt like a win, right? Whereas maybe killing Bruce was Bruce killing himself in front of that. you. Did that feel like a win? Yeah, no, I, I was that, that didn't I mean to sound like such a dick when I said that. <laughs> Did you guys like that? <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, <Zach>. sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, no, if nothing about that entire arc made you feel like better about the situation, then probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but the Marvin thing was cool. <laughs> hey, you got one at least better than what you had. Yeah. Bruce Robin was a ruthless uh, capitalist who preyed on on the lower half of society to to harvest his wealth. However, he had just recently made a pretty big statement by giving all of his employees vacation time while he worked diligently to make all of his companies better for the employees. So with with higher pay and better Some people conditions. were saying that, yeah. I don't know. 
He reminded me of my brother, and I hated my brother, so him dying made me feel even better. <laughs> Luke's just like, every Boom. lost human soul makes me gain sanity. <laughs> yeah. Is that still a thing, though? I thought we were done with all our... So, yeah, we are going to pull a clean slate on any phobias or manias uh, starting up into this. However, when you hit those breaking points, you will be receiving new manias and phobias. And I just... uh, It's going to happen and I don't want you to stack them. So how about that? And we back, and we back, and we back. So Keith goes and looks out the out the mausoleum and does not see the woman in the wheelchair. And when you see the placement of the sun, it is later than it was last time. What's your uh, watch say, Clark? It says 3 3? It says 3 p.m., which if you remember, I believe last time we woke up in here, it was 1, I think. Yeah, Zach's folding up a one finger. <laughs> yeah, it was 1 o'clock. Didn't we want to do something at, I want to say, four? Previously, we thought about hunkering down and just waiting for us to see Planet Juggernaut pop out of the ground, and then we would go into Marvin's lair so that we could retrieve the gun back from him. And maybe the camera also? Is the camera with Marvin right now? I, I think so, so, right? Yeah. So I look in the direction where I think the pit is... Is there any kind of chaos on the city skyline from that direction? When you guys uh, walk out, you walk into a pretty chilly December 6th uh, at 3 p.m. The sun is lower in the sky than it was the last time you were out here with these three dead men, uh, quote-unquote men, in black tactical gear uh, at your feet and a crawfish boil still going. Still pretty hot, uh, hot fire. Uh, It hasn't gone out yet. Looking out, you notice that there maybe should be an old woman in a wheelchair, but it is quite a bit later. She was moving slow, but maybe not that slow. She's had time to scoot away by now. At least out of this area, for sure, yeah. Or hopefully someone's come to help her. One would assume. Unless her family abandoned her at the funeral of Ari Manstein, that'd be sad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it would be. Only you have the the power to decide if this world gets that sad, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) it's really not a choice it's just what happens it happens every day open your eyes (laughs) if you're not angry you're not paying attention thomas guys what what time did we fight planet juggernaut uh okay if we if we popped out of the mausoleum at like one o'clock well wait was one o'clock the last one or the one before that it's three o'clock right now it was one o'clock both times previously? 11 a.m., then 1 o'clock, then 3 o'clock. Oh, I see a pattern here. So if we popped out at 11 for our excursion into Marvin's base, how, I don't know, how long were we there? Were we there for... I mean, we did quite a bit. You went to Jim Cook's house, then you went to get weapons, maybe? And then you went to the glass compound. We fought the fishmen. We were, we were knocked unconscious for a certain amount of time sure. while we waited... And there was like a waiting room before we fought Planet Juggernaut. So we don't exactly know how long we were out for either. Mm-mm. So I, I guess the best guess is that it's like late tonight is when Planet Juggernaut would pop yeah, up. That's what I would say. Or early tomorrow morning even. I don't know. We would we would remember if it was, if the sun was up when we popped out. Can you tell us that? Oh, uh, the sun was not up. So it was within 24 hours from now. Ho- hopefully, unless we were knocked out for days before Probably we fought not. him. But that would be... Hopefully not. Don't you guys know everything in this show happens, like, very quickly? 
No. <laughs> uh, so as I'm looking out for the old lady and scratching my foot, I realize that Maggie is X'd out. Guys, that just leaves Drew and Tildy. Do you, do you think we should go back to contention? That's the, the last place that we know that we saw Drew, right? Did anybody see him? I haven't seen him since him contention. And then Tildy is, uh, well, I think we're going to need the gun for that one. Oh, you're right. So we need to wait around until we can get our hands on that gun and camera. If our luck holds out, we could do Drew now, and then next time we wake up in the mausoleum, it'll be later It should be 5 o'clock. I don't know. That opens up the possibility that we'll have to kill ourselves to reset ourselves, and I don't know if I want to live with that on my mind for a while. If the time comes, I will kill you both if need be. There we go. What happens if we don't reset this time? What have you got to live for now besides saving the world? Well, I mean, dying just isn't always, like, the first thing I want to do. We'll just don't die then. But then we won't reset. It's like Douglas Adams or Shel Silverstein said, flying is just... (laughs) (laughs) Flying is just... Well, what Tim McGraw said is, someday I hope you get the chance to live like you were dying. (laughs) So let's go do it. Eight seconds later, I need you to roll alertness, someone. I got 60. I got a 70. I also have 60. I rolled a 16. I pass. Uh, Out of the corner of your eye, you hear a smell, and it's familiar (laughs) And what color is it? Bright yellow. And you get the feeling that creature that visited you asking about the book uh, is nearby or will be here in a second and you need to act right now. What do you do? Uh, I tell the guy, I tell the guys, do you remember that thing, that thing, the the, the thing that screamed at me and and it was asking for a book? I I think it's coming back. I think it's coming back. We got to, we got to get out of here. Let's go. Let's sprint to our car. Oh shit. Do we have cars? We might not have cars. Our old selves might've taken our cars. No, we took the cruiser last time, I think, or did we take the Accord? No, we took the car that Maggie brought us, right? So there should still be a cruiser here, right? Or, Or my car. We can steal a car if needs be. We had two cars here last time, and we only took one of them. Who's got the lowest? Hold on. Let me call Enterprise. <laughs> Am I wrong? Yeah. There were three cars in total, one that Maggie brought, one that I drove there, and one that you drove yeah, there. Yeah, and last time we all took one together. Maggie went somewhere else. So uh, last time you left zero cars in the parking lot. Well, how many cars are there now? That is uh, that is to be decided when you get to the parking lot, I suppose. So you're saying that we took two cars? I think we all took one car. The first time you left the cemetery, you took the cruiser. And the second time you left the cemetery, you took the car that Clark came in. Oh, okay. Oh, so, okay. And that makes John sense. rode with Rosemary. Right. Okay, right, so right. if we go to the parking lot, what do we see? Well, were you guys all trying to decide in that moment if you should go to the parking lot because you didn't know whether there was a car there? Unfortunately, due to our dithering, I think we... (laughs) I guess we could say it was in character, but I told you guys like we needed to go, so I figured we were going. Yeah, Yeah, but then we just sat around on our asses talking about whether or not there were cars there. I feel like Joe, Luke, and Thomas did that. I don't know if we would have done that in character. We would have. I said run, so I feel like we would have run. For Keith in character, who says run, I start running towards. I think that there's still a car there. So sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. 
as you guys are running through these tombs, these above ground mausoleums, uh, you need to make a couple quick turns to get out in the fastest way to the parking lot that you know. And as you're running, you see right in front of you, there's an old woman in a wheelchair. And she looks at you with massive eyes. And she's just like, no, 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 it cannot be. And she starts crying out for help. Help anyone! No, I'm trapped in a maze, and these men are repeating over and over. I take her with. I get behind her wheelchair and start running her towards the parking lot. You gotta come with us, ma'am. I'll, we'll get you out of here. Amazing! And right behind you, as you guys are nearing the turn for the parking lot, you hear this like. And if you look back while you're running, you see that materializing behind you and not in your way is this massive gaunt creature wearing a black suit and it has no no hair whatsoever on its head. Uh, if you could see its knuckles, there's no hair on its knuckles. Uh, certainly no eyebrows. How about, how about down there? Any down there? Oh, you can't see the down there, but you, uh, looking at the rest of this Judging creature, from the rest of you it. might assume that it is both hairless and that you would be unaware of what its genitalia could look like. Ken doll. It could be anything. I mean, it's got a Ken doll down there. <laughs> just the smooth taint <laughs> oh I thought you meant like it's smooth but there's a Kindle attached to the front <laughs> <laughs> just like stuck on there that would that would be dope and you guys are running but this thing's behind you and it cries out what do its eyes look like <laughs> Uh, its eyes are slits uh, that when they open, they open from the bottom instead of from the top. And when they like slap down onto its cheeks, uh, you see big, big eyes that are, uh, the pupils are red and the part that is white on humans is also white. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky. Uh, <laughs> um, I I hand the old lady my gun, and I'm like, "You ever used one of these?" Boy, howdy! She's gonna roll sanity. She rolled a seventy-seven. Oh no. hell yes! Oh, that's bad. Probably no. This old lady's got it together. She she has eighty-five sanity. Oh sweet! So hey! it's a critical success. So she cocks the gun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. So she. Co- I was using these before you were born. <laughs> she she's instantly on board with this. <laughs> Justin, come on in. We just got our new tank, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, let's call. It, hey, tell Justin get in here and play an old lady. <laughs> <sighs> she cocks the gun immediately and I just wanted to provide cover fire over our shoulders <laughs> and when you make it out into the parking lot you see that there are no cars here in this parking lot hmm. until a red 2001 Mitsubishi Eclipse comes flying across all the designated parking spots in this parking lot toward you. 
Who's in it? Is it Baby Driver? And behind the wheel, you can see Drew Andrews. Fuck yeah. Oh, <laughs> baby Drewver. Baby Drewver. <laughs> Holy shit. Now, unfortunately. I've never been so excited. <laughs> I need you all the real power. Oh, no. Shit. I, f- I failed. That's gonna be, yeah, that's going to be a no from me, dog. I rolled over my power. Same. 79 on a 50. 67 on a 60. 87 on a 60. I rolled a 22. Oh, Fuck you. No. <laughs> Unless that's good, then hell yeah. Drew had an 11 sanity, so he also critically fails. <laughs> you all here. Hello, Subject Clark Theodore Bishop. And you all... freeze you all turn around even all of John Lee Kevin Moore with all of the wheelchair just spins you around like you're standing on a platform I am here to offer apologies and to put your minds to rest order has not been lost but we ran into a glitch surrounding a vector with the same genetic code as Clark Theodore Bishop but Clark Theodore Bishop does not have a twin This is the glitch I am here to investigate. Subject Clark Theodore Bishop. Subject John Lee Pettymore III. Subject Ashley Keith Beans. What can you tell me about this vector? (laughs) Your name is Ashley? My face gets super red. I'm like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. (laughs) It's okay, Mio. That's something. I sh- I shoot at him. I get m- super mad, super flustered, and I shoot at him. That's in line. That's what you did last time. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll power again, because you'll have to win a contest of power. <laughs> Fucking hell, dude! What'd you get? I'm rolling rocks. I rolled a thirty-three. Oh! <laughs> I got an eight. I'm sorry. Keith Vigna, as you pull the gun out, you hold it like you're aimed, ready to fire, and your finger will not pull the trigger. I need you to roll sanity. I got a 99. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 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 no. (laughs) So, yeah, that is over my power. Yes, I believe it is. Oh, dang. It looks like I wasn't recording. I guess we got to start over. Yeah. Oh, Shoot. man. Oh, oh, oh dang. <laughs> Shucks. Restart checkpoint. <laughs> you guys all just pull guns on each other so you come back at five. <laughs> thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for cluing us into our strategy. My finger won't move when I try to fire it, and I look at... Um, I look at the old lady. Why are you doing this to me? (laughs) (laughs) She won't let me shoot him. And I look panicked at my two friends, but also suspiciously. You've got to respect your elders, and I'm sure she has her reasons. But also, have you considered that it's the weird future man doing it? Yeah, I'm I'm with uh, John on this one, Keith. I, I think that it's the tall guy over there that's uh, making us. Well, maybe uh-huh. you don't want me to shoot him. 
I mean, I, that's also true. At this moment, you realize that none of your mouths have been moving, and you've been having this conversation <laughs> mentally. <laughs> Holy shit. I need you guys to roll sanity. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, tall guy. Did you just hear all that? Ugh, 94. 97. Oh, boy. Uh, what are so we rolling? I need Joe sanity. and Thomas... Clark and John both lose one sanity. However, Keith Vigna, with that critical failure, uh, you're also going to lose one sanity. Cool. Because you lose the maximum sanity, which is one for that. (laughs) Well, okay. So I had that buffer of one, so I don't break right now. (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) Very well done. Yeah. And hold on for just one scene longer. And yep. as you guys realize that you were having this conversation mentally. Oh, wait. Uh, that was a sanity roll, and I rolled over my power. Yes, you did. Same. I don't know if. Okay, you'll have to explain how what kind of hold this creature has on me because I might not be able to do it. It's anything. got a hold enough to where you won't be able to do anything. So just describe what it looks like when you try to do what you want to do, but you can't do what you want to do. I, f- I feel like this happened. Before, I think it happened I with described Marvin. It as, yeah, uh, I just kind of boil from the inside. You see my face turn red and like sheer rage over my face. It's physically hurting me from the inside out that I can't do anything. Meanwhile, Kevin is freaking out. Picks his, can he move his body? Uh, just like minutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you can tell that if he could move his body, <laughs> he would be freaking out. But every part of him is like twitching. Super tense muscles. And the most concerned look comes across his face. Um, And you hear him thinking, this ain't right. This ain't me. This ain't me. I ain't no fortunate son. It ain't Ah. me. (laughs) As you're all essentially just like in suspended motion, this thing thinks toward you and you feel release and relief in your bones you can feel it reverberate do not do not be afraid do, do not, not be afraid do not be afraid hey hey i'm not afraid in family here. on the shore i'm giving you relief here welcome to fucking welcome to fucking welcome to the fucking show kids <laughs> And as you're all calm, you see this woman for the first time, maybe ever that you've seen this woman, because every single time you've come across her, she has looked so worried, so afraid, almost like on the verge of death with how stressed out she is. And you see her immediately come to peace. And in that moment, she just exhales and freezes. I try to take the gun from her hand. Her hand is kind of stuck to it a little bit i I pry her (laughs) frozen fingers off just because of bad circulation oh (laughs) i snap them off oh no (laughs) (laughs) uh no but yeah so i i I struggle with the gun for a little bit but rest it from her frozen hand and and you have it uh i don't know why you would need a gun in your hand with how relaxed and chill you are right now as this thing's like What can you tell me about this vector? And you hear a screech behind you as Drew whips this red 2001 Mitsubishi Eclipse right up behind you guys. 
and Drew looks, and he sees this creature looking at you, and he slowly starts driving in reverse, but just really slowly, he goes about 20 yards, and then he just stops, and he's just watching. I try to beam the thought to Drew, run him down, run him over. You need not have those aggressions. We are in time of peace. I will tell you what will help you if you will help me. Clark's ears perk up at that for sure. What What do you need and what can you offer? I am looking for information about a glitch in regards to subject Clark Theodore Bishop. This glitch is not a twin, but has the same genetic makeup. I can't help but notice that you've abandoned the numbers format that you were using last time we saw you. Are you are you the same thing that we saw last time? I am 43629. I wanted to make sure that you are more comfortable. DC FBI is what it was. I've, 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 been, I've been through some stuff. I, I, I know those numbers now. You, does that does that mean you're DC FBI? Is that, is that what those numbers mean? We are... Oh, we are. I thought you were going to continue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for more. I thought you were going to explain. We are blah, 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 we blah, blah, blah. We are. D- D- DC FBI, does that, is, is that the kind of like, is that District of Columbia Federal Bureau of Investigation? Is that what that stands for? So here's a thing. I need you all to roll power. Three. Ooh, a 25. I pass. I got a 40 on a 50. Holy shit, we all passed. God. Okay, yeah. And I failed. Yeah. Look how the turns are tabling. So, (laughs) that will be important here in a second. District of Columbia, your nation's capital. What's up with your voice? This is the voice that I have to communicate with. Would a different voice make you more comfortable? I guess, physically, what are you? I am not like you. That is apparent, and you know that. I'm not trying to otherize you in any way, but are you like a future man, or are you some kind of space creature? I am simply better. (laughs) That's an opinion. It is not. It is fact. I am here to begin... Oh, I thought there was more again. Begin (laughs) begin what? We are Myriad, and we are here to advance. Oh, you're stopping there again. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Clark says to the fellas, Myriad, you you remember Myriad? That's uh, that's the, the, we we saw that symbol. It's the double helices M. We saw the the robot man at uh, James the Millworker's house had that on his crotch. And uh, there was a ring that uh, Keith, are you? Do you still have that ring uh, around my neck? Uh, I have the ring on a my shoestring. Show him that ring. I guess yeah. I hold it up. Actually, I want to put it on. Can I? Can I move? Yes. Okay. I put it on my right ring finger and hold it out to him. We we are a myriad as well. And this thing looks at you and holds out its hand toward you. Subject: Jim, James, Cook. You are not, you are subject, Ashley, Keith, Beans. What is, you do, why? Oh, oh, oh. 
Hello, subject, Ashley Keith Beans. Why do you have this ring? <laughs> I've always had it. Uh, roll power. 25 on a 50. Failed. You have cool. always had it. For, uh, for a while. Obviously, that's just Jim Cook in the body of Keith Beans. Yeah. Subject, Jim James Cook, you are still alive. This is excellent news. I I whisper in Keith's ear. Why don't you tell him that we're your friends and you need him to restate your primary mission to to brief us on what's going on? I look at the thing. Did you catch that? I am sorry. What he said. Can can you... uh, I need you to restate my mission to make sure that you're who you say you are. <laughs> Bubblegum tree. <laughs> Does that work? Subject, Jim James Cook. Before your death, you were working on Operation Stapler, Android program respect to cut down on cost and sell to private companies like the City Asylum. Are you still working on this? I approach the creature and get really close to it. I don't know if these guys know about that yet, so... But yeah. Then why did you ask me to state your brief loudly? I didn't say loudly. I only talk in one volume. Well, as long as they can know, we're good to go. They're they're helping me out here. I assumed when you asked that they were not our enemy. Yeah, I'm still working on it. Just to make sure I can trust you, what is Project Stapler again? Well, he, I he just, just told he you. He just told yeah, us. It's, yeah. It was a myriad oh, yeah. operation uh, to cut costs on Android creations and sell them That's to companies, right. including the uh, Contention Orphanage. Or asylum. Coles, Coles asylum. Asi- Contention Asylum. Which one? City, city Asylum. The City Asylum. Hey, Keith, I, I, I mean, hey, Jim, will you ask this thing if it's a robot? Is this a robot? You're not a robot, are you? I am not a robot. But you're an android. Why would you assume that I am either robot or android? I am neither. So you're an alien. I am from where I am from. Which is? I do not know. So how do you know you're neither robot nor android nor alien? I am alone. (laughs) Technically, in your definitions, an alien. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Well, so yeah, Jim. Jim's just plugging away there uh, at that at that project stapler. Yeah, I ran into a little bit of a mix-up with my old body in this one, but uh, tell me more about the vector. We are on the same team, and you are working with Subject Clark Theodore Bishop. Please tell me more about the vector. Uh, what do you want to know? It, it just seems to be a little time travely thing. Yes. Yeah, nothing too big. Hey, maybe we'll tell you a little bit more about the Vector if you can tell us about Operation Three Ring Binder and, uh... Hole Puncher. And Hole Puncher. (laughs) 
that little, that little whisper thing that he does every now and then, does that sound like speech? It sounds like, yeah, he's communicating with uh, some sort of speech. Some sort of uplink. Okay. When I showed him the ring, did it like glow or do anything? No. I am unfamiliar with Operation Hole Puncher or Operation Three Ring Binder. Can I human that or Xeno and that? Yeah, can I human it as well? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and roll human. Fail. 76 on a 50. I got a 75 on an 80. Uh, a 75 on an 80 would tell you uh, you are not exactly familiar with uh, non-human intelligence. However, uh, if you were guessing, you would say that it didn't talk differently. So it's either been lying the whole time or telling the truth the whole time. Probably yeah. sounds like a real straight shooter. Clark is going to address the creature. Can you can you tell us how you how you and Jim are related? What how do you guys know each other? Jim here works for Myriad. How long has he been doing that? How long has he been with Myriad? Why do you do not know things about him? He is right here. Um, Jim is just a real hard guy to get to open up, and we've been working with him for a while, and we you know. One of subject Jim James Cook's best qualities is his inability to open up. So you understand. Yeah, so we just, you know, we we really come to appreciate the feller and, uh, well, we just want to know a little bit more about him. So maybe on his birthday we can do something special, you know, with, with a personal touch. What have you done on his previous birthdays? Well, he hasn't told us when it is, so we, we'd like to do something at all. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Cook I gotta make that shorter somehow (laughs) I'll speed it up in post Just replace it with modem sounds (laughs) (laughs) Subject Jim James Cook Does the same thing on his birthday Every birthday for the past decade On his birthday December 1st He always goes to his favorite pie shop In the city called Prairie pie, but it's like <laughs> prairie pie. Yes, that is, <laughs> and it's yeah, it's two folded hands on the outside in a triangle, making that's like a pie slice. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we have a local pie maker in Springfield called Prairie Pie, like on the prairie, like home. And it's the best pie. Anyway, I have a piece of the honey sea salt in my fridge right now. Every December 1st, subject Jim James Cook's birthday, he goes to Prairie Pie in the city before walking back home. I walk Walking there. back home <laughs> to contention? No, Jim lives in the city. Oh, yeah. What do you know in exchange for this information to make subject Jim James Cook's birthday better? Now we know to get him by. What do you know about the vector? Oh, nothing really. During my mishap, when I had to switch bodies, I a lot of info got kind of uh, jarbled around in my head. I... There's some things I just don't remember. Subject, Jim James Cook. Are you in the body of subject, Ashley Keith Beans, in order to repair the relationship regarding Operation Sanfara Blum? Yes. Precisely. <laughs> uh, Clark nudges Keith. Like, I don't, I, I can't do it without him hearing, so... 
I just nudge you after you say just yes and you stop talking. I, I nudge you. Well, how do you suggest we move forward? Jim, you don't you don't remember very much about that mission, do you? You should have him remind you what it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, Jim obviously remembers it pretty well, but what he did say is before he made a move, he wanted to consult with us tactically. But yeah, he did want you to fill us in on that. Right. Yeah. That way they know So everything. we could, yeah, really... If subject just James is taken care of, I suppose we can move forward. In what way? Sorry, we're playing catch up. Will you describe who subject just James is to us? I mean, out of character, do you know? Yeah, it's James the Millworker. That's why we've called him James the Millworker forever, because he's just James. I am curious. I will give you information about Operation Sanferablum if you will first give me information about the Vector. Clark, Clark's going to step forward toward it. Do you do you know? You, you called it a, a glitch earlier. Do you, do you have a, a running theory on what this new Vector is? I'm going to be straight with you, scary man, that we don't exactly know for sure. We've got our own theories. Do you have a theory? Our working theory is a clone. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that the clone's old, though. So wouldn't this one be the clone? We, we've, we've seen, we've seen this vector that I believe you're speaking of, and it looks like me, but it seems like an older version of me. Is it helping or hurting? Uh, I like to think it's helping. It seems, it seems helpful so far. Seems more healthy than hurty. Does it seem to have an agenda? Yeah. I'm, yes, yes, it does. What is this agenda? It's cryptic, to say the to say the least. Yeah, that remains unclear. Where was this vector seen last from your perspective? I, I point behind it. Yeah, I point was, at the mausoleum. It was he, it. He, I was in there. Oh, we're calling him Clarkold. Clarkold was in in there, and then and then he wasn't. He uh he dis he disappeared on us. What time? Eleven or that's when we woke up. So like nine or ten maybe. Yeah. Thank you. I have decided many things during our conversation. One, subject Ashley Keith Beans. You are not subject Jim James Cook. Number two. What, just what, wait a minute there. You Howdy. all are clearly working in a way that you do not understand what your causalities are creating in this time. I need for this reason to, and I am sorry, wipe your memories. <laughs> and it reaches out its hand I pull my gun out and try to shoot it So here, let's think about what happens This thing reaches out its arm As Keith Vigna pulls out his gun And you see it like struggling As we rolled the power check earlier And you all succeeded It thinks that it succeeded And leaves It has completed its task And it disappears out of existence but you all remember everything. Tight. Holy shit. And it went in a way different way than I expected it to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we pumped that uh, alien with all his information. And as you guys turn around... We had him singing like a canary. <laughs> Let's go kill Tildy. Does Sanfara Bloom mean anything to you guys? I, I, I don't he, think it... No, I don't have any nope. idea what that is. <laughs> If I Google it, does anything come up? Go ahead and roll computer. 87 on a 20. No, when you Google Sanferablom, nothing comes up. 
I spell it wrong. <laughs> uh, I'd like to try as well. Fuck, 60 on 50. <laughs> Clark doesn't have any computer skill. Zero so. percent. Zero percent. That makes sense. Yep. That was by design. <laughs> Clark only uses his phone to text. <laughs> yep, and just barely gets through it. You hear the car pull up right behind you. It scares me, so I aim my gun at Drew <laughs> for just a second until I realize who it is. Clark tries to like, no, 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 uh, throw a hand onto the gun to put it down to the ground. No, it's it's Keith, it's Drew, it's Drew, look, it's Drew. Is the old lady still here? In the wheelchair, there is a woman's body. Is it a live body? Why did, why did you say that, Zach? <laughs> is it? Is she dead? When she finally, finally, for the first time in over a decade, had no pain and no fear in her heart and in her mind, she felt ready to go. Oh my God. Did she die? Fuck, we killed her. December 6th. We have no way of knowing that, so we... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that that alien must have scared her to death. <laughs> oh, Maybe he did something terrible to her mind. Drew pulls up in the 2001 red Mitsubishi Eclipse, rolls down the window. Hello, contention police officers. Please get in the car and come with me. Oh boy, it is good to see you, Drew. What's contention like? Drew, I'm, I'm so happy. You're still around. We we were we were calling you. I, I, we weren't. The, the past us were calling you earlier, uh, but not now. Uh, good to see you, Drew. 